0: welcome to season two of the practicing presence podcast where spiritual formation is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with god others and ourselves what's going on practitioners
1: hey friends how are we doing
0: so, continuing a conversation about visio divina, um, which we have defined as divine sight, um, that divine is divine
1: vision, divine sight.
0: Yeah, and, something that you can practice, but also something that you can live in, as we talk about it. Um, yeah. but there is actual practices um, that are written. Um, and have been practiced for thousands of years, uh, related to visio divina. Um, the most common practice is done with art. Cullen, I feel like you practice this more than I do.
1: Yeah, I do actually, Clayton. So, uh, yeah. would you like? <laughs> yeah, heard. Okay. Okay, so. This is a piece of art. It's a print. Um, <clears throat> but this is a piece of art that is on my wall. And I meditate on this uh, or practice Visio Divina on this quite often. This will tell you the type of Christian that I am. This will tell you exactly the type of Christian that I am. Um, Visio Divina is the practice of looking at art and finding beauty and or spiritual truth in said art. Yes. I frequently find myself meditating on this print. Um, It does hang right near my kitchen, and I love to cook, and so I spend a lot of time in there. And there's constantly music playing. It's also perfect sight from my couch. Um, which I spend quite a bit of time at when I'm reading, and I often, as I'm thinking, because you know, any good reader is not reading just to consume content, but to, to have a conversation with that author. Yeah. And so, as I stop and pause to ponder and think on what I'm reading, it is in my it is in my natural viewpoint in mm-hmm. my house of where I would want to look up and look while I'm thinking. And so I spend a lot of time looking at this print. Um, and for our audio listeners, this is a print of two little boys. Clayton, how old would you say they are? Six, seven, eight?
0: Oh, no, much younger than that.
1: Oh, you think they're younger than that? You yeah, think they're like four? About,
0: yeah, four or five. Okay.
1: Four or five-year-old kids. Um, they're standing on two dumpsters two trash cans in an urban alleyway that have been graffitied. And they are up against a wall. The two boys are standing on top of that. And they are naked with their backs to the print and they are peeing on the wall. And their pee is paint. (laughs) And reading from left to right, it says, life is short chill the duck out and the duck is a graffitied picture painted on the wall of a duck. Um, yeah, that tells you exactly the kind of Christian I am. I, I spend a lot of time meditating and practicing Vizio Divino on this print because I'm an Enneagram three. Um, I am always on the go. Yeah. I am always on the go. You forget to stop and smell the roses sometimes. <sighs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, and I also, a lot of time, don't just make time to exist as a human. I book my time out literally down to the minute, it seems like, a lot of the time. Yeah. Um. I don't really slow down that much. And so to have a visual piece of art um, that I can constantly be reminded of Sabbath. And here's the other thing. It reminds me that it's okay to break a few rules. Yeah. Like some of the rules, it's like, okay, come on. This is ridiculous. This is fun. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I'm i an edgy person. Uh, I live life... I guess some would say on the wild side. I don't know. I do my, I, what our mom used to say is I do things at the beat of my own drum. Yeah. Uh, I've always been my person that wants to do things my way. I don't like, I don't want. Yeah. I do them my way. Um, And I'm an edgy person. And so this painting somehow represents some weird middle ground of truth for me that I'm an edgy person that always rebels a little bit hopefully innocently and yet trying to live some kind of spiritual truth that this life is short and we should chill the duck out um because it's a beautiful life and there's a lot of things to enjoy and there's a world of creation and goodness and life with god and all of those things that we can enjoy um so yes visio divina there is a great example. Yeah. Um,
0: so I have a self-portrait of Van Gogh um, in my dining living area of the trailer. Um, I, I guess like what I do with that painting is kind of a form of Visio Divina even though, like, his eyes follow you and it's kind of creepy. Uh, okay. <laughs> but um, it's perfect, like... So, it's a reminder that, you know, this guy was freaking crazy. Um, like, both just super intelligent and had lots of mental health issues. Yeah. Um, and... Still created very beautiful art yeah. from an asylum, right? So this this painting reminds me of the story, um, and in perfect human expression, not everything is perfect, yeah. And things also begin to fade, yeah, right? Because the self portrait that I have was originally, um, when he painted it, red and blue in yeah. the background, but. Red is a color that fades Yeah Um And You can no longer see the red Yeah In his painting Things change um, Things grow Things progress And some of the beauty Comes in the changing growth Yeah Um I have seen Some recreations of what it should Like what it would look like If the red had not f- faded I prefer it with the red faded Yeah Um I think that that is a better representation of what Van Gogh was looking for. Yeah. Things, it's okay for things to not be perfect. Right? Um,
1: Or it's reality that they never are. Yeah. And there can still be beauty in the imperfection. Absolutely. This is my truth about scripture. Mm -hmm. This is my literal argument for the beauty of scripture is that it is imperfect. Yeah. It has a lot of flaws, and we should not like we should not ignore those. Sure, but it's also beautiful in its own way, and we can't ignore that truth either.
0: Right. So, visio divina is a thing that um, we we can practice in this way, and people have been doing it for thousands of years. Um, Renaissance art. I think is a great example. Yeah, this is a this uh, is a very
1: common way that people do it.
0: Um, the wh- the Renaissance is known for art and yep, human growth and exploration. And that is like, why it is named the Renaissance. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like it is known for for this thing. Yep. Um, and the Renaissance art is bu- It's my favorite. It's my favorite time period of art. I'm not, like, I'll be honest. It it um,
1: has some of the most, um, and I don't use this word lightly, magnificent mm-hmm. art in existence. Yeah. Um, and to think that they were able to do it, that, that this thing that continues to give us so much joy and beauty mm-hmm. and expression all these years later, some of the most beautiful in history, mm-hmm. happened 400 years ago, 500 yeah. years ago.
0: Yeah. Um and and what ends up happening is you see scenes painted from the bible yeah um people are putting the these artists are putting um the way that they see these things taking place in the bible um on canvas. Yeah. On walls.
1: On walls.
0: Of churches. On and, ceilings. Yeah. Um, the Sistine Chapel is a really common one. Yeah. But also and the Medici the- Chapel. Yeah. Also um, uh, the Duomo in Florence. Yeah. Right? Like the this is a common practice that people are painting scenes from the Bible in churches. Yeah. In places of worship. They want you to be practicing Visio Divina at church
1: well so much and this is this is one of my things i'm I'm gonna give a little side note soapbox here um this is one of my problems with churches today um and church buildings today like the way in which they're built modern
0: they're not pretty
1: (laughs) well no 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 no, not the building the stage and the mm. the positioning doesn't matter. Yeah. It's how do we get the most people to view this performance every mm. week? Mm. In the old days, when churches were designed, every single element mattered. Mm-hmm. The That's construction true. of the materials, what you saw, what you smelled, where you had to look, mm-hmm. where where people spoke from, where you did certain activities and positioning, all that crap mattered. It did. So, yeah, we're and gonna do a whole another episode on architecture, and I'm gonna go off on that tangent. Yeah. But uh, yes, even in those chapels, they want they are concerned with what your eyes see. Yeah, and there's a great example of this. If you um, live in Houston, this is a free thing. It is privately owned, and so there is a private gate. Don't let that scare you. Um, it's just because the family that owns it also lives on this complex, and so it's just a safety feature, but there is a free theological library mm. that, in Houston, that houses uh, George W. Truett Theological Seminary at Baylor University, which is where I'm about to graduate from, and I've, I take classes, and have, or I have taken classes, I'm not taking them anymore, uh, but I have taken classes on that campus. That is a fantastic library. It is free. You should go. It yep. is open to the public, and it's very easy to get in. You just have to call a number when you pull up to the gate. Done. Um, anyways, in that library, it's, it's a very expansive library, and that's why me, the nerd, loves it. But on that complex, it is designed as an old like Renaissance-era English village, town. Town, yeah, I guess town. It has these little cottages that scholars can come stay in. It has like a prayer garden uh, like off to the side. It has like a greenhouse. I think they grow some flowers and stuff in there. Um, uh, it has like a communal dining hall. It has all this stuff. It also has a chapel. Mm. And that chapel holds about 300 people. It is one of the most beautiful expressions of architecture I think I've ever seen. Um, I don't even know how much money it costed. But on the ceiling, there is art. Yeah. And there's engravings in the wall. And yeah, it is
0: art. It's beautiful. And like, this is a a thing that has been practiced for
1: thousands of years. Well, and how many chapels have you been or cathedral? Like, have you... Oh my God, yeah. Have you seen any art on the wall on the ceiling huh have you seen any with art on the ceiling yeah yeah how many is it most of them
0: yeah uh, yeah most not all but most there is always art at least on the walls or in sculptures
1: yeah right which this is another thing yeah yeah icons Um, yeah iconography Um, yeah
0: it is this is another element like what is the most famous sculpture of all time probably the david the david yeah um, which is not historically accurate because the way that David... Uh, David's
1: not circumcised. <laughs> yeah. David uh, needs to be circumcised. He's a good Jew. Yeah,
0: has to be circumcised, yep. and he's not yep. um, in the David. Um, but it's
1: still one of the most beautiful pieces of art that has been sculpted.
0: Yeah, and still around. Yeah. Right? Like, it has been around for a long and. Perfectly preserved. Yeah. Which that is a miracle in and of itself, which also shows the beauty of some of these pieces. Yep. It's how perfectly, like I am seeing the same thing that Michael, the exact same thing, looking the exact same way that Michelangelo carved this thing. Right. 500 years ago. Yeah. Insane. Yep. Um, Beautiful. The, the, the 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 idea there that this this sculpture um has been perfectly preserved is divine
1: yes absolutely it, it is it is divine absolutely
0: it is the protection of beauty yes um so yeah we can you can do this visio divina thing in a number of ways another way is that people will stare Add a piece of art and pray. Yes. Um that is a very common way to do it. And l- let, let this sp- yep. let the spirit move in you and like pull pieces out that speak to you much like you would approach scripture.
1: Which I think if you ask Clayton and I both about the art that hang in our common areas of our of our living spaces, that we would say we frequently do that in our gazing upon them. Um or as they spark something for us. Yeah. Um yes. It is, it is a prayerful journey through gazing upon art and its beauty and what it communicates to you. Um, and it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so much fun. Um
0: one of I, my favorite things to do, sorry. No, go ahead. One of my favorite things to do is to go to the MFA, the Museum of Fine Arts of Houston. Yeah,
1: you do this quite often. Also, heads up, if you live in Houston, it is free to go to any museum on Thursdays.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, they're typically busy, but yes. But um, you
1: can go for free. I don't want to hear none of this. I don't have access to great art. If you live in Houston, you can go for free on Thursdays.
0: If you are a student, there is a huge student discount for you. If you can't go on Thursdays, oh, that's right! Isn't it uh, like
1: single-digit tickets?
0: Uh, I think last time I went, I paid like ten bucks. Yeah, with my student ID. Yeah, um, it's 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 crazy. Um, and
1: I always forget I'm actually a student and have student IDs yeah. and can get those you can I always forget.
0: You can get student mm-hmm. discounts. Um, it's crazy, but like I went to an exhibit, um, not at the MFA, but at the Natural Science Museum, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later too when we talk about like beauty of the human body. But I went to a the is, human yeah. body exhibit. So um, cool. human bodies that have donated themselves, like the the people who inhabited these bodies once, donated their bodies to science and scientists took these things and created art out of their bodies. Um, and so like cool. created sculptures out of their bodies and like show the interconnectedness of the human body and, and all of its beauty. Um, once you get past realizing that these are real human bodies, yeah, 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 <laughs> once yeah. you get past that piece, um, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> that was really that was really weird for me at first. So
1: morbid. Adam and I just had this conversation a couple weeks ago, um, on pints in perspective, a conversation about death, and we talk about this very problem in Americans that we're death avoidant. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's funny. But yeah, uh, yeah,
0: no. no. But like once you once you realize. That these, these, it is human remains. Yeah. This is what they wanted. Um, This is how they wanted to be preserved. And their bodies are perfectly preserved. Yeah. Um, It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, But in the same way of like understanding that art and sculptures can do this, we are going to talk about this a little bit more in coming episodes about how you can do this with the human body.
1: Yes, we absolutely will have that conversation for another day. See you on the next one, friends.
0: Thanks for listening to the Practicing Presence podcast hosted by Wellhouse Church. Be sure to give us a rating and a review if you enjoyed the episode. It's free and it helps us immensely. Also, feel free to check out our other podcasts.